cliffcentral.com. Sure. So here is Beyond the Scoreboard with Ben Karpinski. It's powered by Superbets. What do we got? Well, we'll start with some cricket because nobody was expecting us to do that. Curveball no. right out of the bat here. <laughs> so New Zealand obviously hosted the 17th string Proteus team for a two-test series, but now they've got real cricket on their shores. And Australia have rocked up there and they mean business. In the first test in Wellington, they scored 383 and they currently are bending them over the barrel there. Um, 162 for 8 is what the Kiwis are currently hmm. so yeah that's that's pretty rough now the reason they play this obviously and there's like these little test series going on is that there's a world test championship but it's hmm. the stupidest thing in the world because the top teams who have all the money they play all the games and like Bangladesh play two or three so it's stupid because when you have a, a championship of anything everyone should play the same amount of games no, Australia, they'll play about 14 games by the time Bangladesh, West Indies, others will play about four or five. And then the ICC will make a big deal about the fact that it's a world championship. No, it's not. Basically, just take New Zealand because New Zealand play away in Mordor, okay? And this is actually quite <laughs> impressive about Australia here is that New Zealand is it's hard to get to, but Australia is already kind of there. So it's not a big deal. Anywhere else in the world, they've got to fly to that godforsaken place. They play in shit weather. There's no crowds and it's tough. So New Zealand always get through here because their home advantage is so big. Oh. And then Australia, India, and England, of course, are the other it's teams. It's so far away. It's too far away. It's it's the furthest from any other civilized place in the whole universe. It's it's just too far. It's just too far, and just don't go. If you like cricket, or you're an insomniac, or you just have no way of sleeping, then that's well, it, because that's a, the time zone. I've it's heard it. very, very nice things about what New Zealand is actually like. Beautiful country, lots to see. It's very charming, very unspoiled. It's incredibly beautiful. Charming, I think, is a push. Okay, so we'll cancel that. Yeah. Fine. But that's not this, that's neither here nor there for the sport, really. <laughs> so it is a big weekend for rugby. And in the URC, we've got the top four teams looking to kind of clash it out this weekend. So Leinster are pretty much the top team right now in so many ways. They're looking incredibly strong. They'll take on the Cardiff. It'll be away to Cardiff at 9.35 on Saturday. Welsh teams don't really, yeah, no, no biggie here. Then on Saturday as well, we've got the second best team, Glasgow Warriors in the log right now. They play at five against Benetton, who are on fourth. And then the Bulls versus the Stormers, that is the big local game. Oh. Bulls currently third on the, on the, the log right now. Mm-hmm. Now, this is the one that you told us about. They'll take on the Stormers 5 o'clock, and it's going to be – it's hard to say it's going to be a packed, full-out, sold-out crowd, but it'll be a great crowd. And it's a great afternoon because the weather's nice. It's summer. It's still very much summer. I'm sure it's still payday for some people if the debit orders haven't already gone off in the first 12 hours of today. So get out there if you are. If you are in that area, it's a slow vibe. I know it's not the days of, you know – Liftlung and all those other kind of lecker things that made the, the Bulls experience great, but it's still the Bulls and it's still Lofters and it's still going to be huge amounts of fun. The other big game to look out for this weekend on a local aspect is Lions versus Sharks at three o'clock. Now, last week there was the Six Nations, not the URC. So what happens is we're alternating a little bit here because the Six Nations obviously is Ireland, Scotland, Wales, England, France, Italy, and um, the URC has a lot of those players playing. So the Six Nations takes a break this week while the URC comes back. But if you are looking for a catch-up on the Six Nations, basically Ireland are going to win. But we knew that from the first game because we said if they beat France, then they'll win everything else. And they have. Uh, but Scotland, they beat England last week. They absolutely thrashed them, actually. And uh, Ireland, they thrashed Wales. But then France drew with Italy. 
So oh. I think the Springboks broke France. I think that's the only conclusion I can come out with hmm. here. Yeah, so that's it. Ireland basically just romp home with that one. In the football, um, there's nothing really to talk about in the PSL. Uh, Sundown still way ahead there, 42 points. Cape Town City next on 31. But next weekend will be the big Pirates versus Chiefs local Soweto Derby. So Ooh. we'll chat about that next week. In the Premier League, very interesting sort of tussle as we spoke about last week with the top three. So Liverpool are on 60. And then Man City and Arsenal both won last week. I think Arsenal have scored more goals in the second half of this campaign than Man United have in the entire season so far. So they really are just catching another gear, which is great. So big, big rivalry between those three teams here. Saturday, Nottingham Forest will take on Liverpool at five. Sunday, we've got Man City versus Man United. And then Monday, Arsenal will be away to Sheffield United. But something to look into for that Man City game. I mean, obviously they'll beat Man United because, you know, Man United are a sort of, you know, mid-table kind of scrappy team. But Man City got a hectic week ahead. Like, this is what makes these big teams so good. And that's why they've got to have so much money so they can have so many players in their little slave trade there. Sunday, they play Man United. Then on Wednesday, they play Copenhagen in the Champions League. And then they're away to Liverpool next Sunday. I mean, that's a that's a three big games to kind of rotate your squad around. So... I would say back Man City to beat Man United, but it might not be their full strength team. It might be, I don't know. These these enormous clubs, uh, and they've got so much money, and and really uh, there are so many people who want to play for them that you've yeah. got like three-year-old kids whose yob parents in East London are trying to palm them off on whoever the coach is. Oh, absolutely. Yeah, take him now. Start trading him now. But he's a baby. Yeah, but it's all right. He'll be running soon. How many teams do they have under the squad we see on tv i mean well, are there they, like they, eight they divisions underneath that some of the really big clubs generally have fantastic academies and yeah. it literally is like a slave trade they're going around the world and just trying to bet, get the best talent oh, your and baby looks them tall in. your baby looks like you could kick a ball and they're yeah and, and they take him 400 pound they all push them in there and it's a really sophisticated business how they do this they've got talent scouts they've got youth huh. teams coming mm -hmm. up then they'll have a sort of secondary team which plays um you know, they still play against the other clubs or secondary teams because yeah. you need, much like racehorses. You've got to keep them practicing. You need to keep running these people. Yeah. So you need to get them out there, no matter the weather. And they also have the women's <laughs> teams, Gareth. So yes, they are, they're huge. They have the women's is playing as well. And yes, so I, I heard there was some very sexist stuff that went on, you know, and, and England, Britain has become the land of political correctness. But uh, apparently this was in the news. Just take a look at this. Right. decision to boycott its Sunday Wembley Cup semi-final after discovering what it calls horrific examples of misogyny on their opponents' social media accounts. Camden and Islington United players pride themselves on being inclusive, with more than half of their <sighs> board members being women. After inclusive. from their match yesterday, sure. the Amateur Football Alliance uh, agreed wait. to postpone the event Listen to this. an investigation. Sam Holder's report contains some of that derogatory language. Oh. Camden and Islington United were through to a cup semi-final when they found out the name of their opposition. Munter Hunters FC. <laughs> For those who Hunters haven't come across FC. the word Munter before, it's an offensive derogatory term for an ugly woman. All right, so basically, um, Munter Hunters FC is a derogatory term for an ugly woman. And they warned so. us, they warned us at the beginning of the report, like, there is some disturbing language in here. You can't even 
say Manta hunters. If you meet most of the footballers that level of the game, trust me, those oaks are hunting mantas at the end, at the end of the week. So don't try to get a little high and mighty on me. <laughs> those oaks are about seven pints in by like five o'clock on a Saturday. Oh, absolutely. All right, so that's pretty much a football for the weekend. So interesting stuff around golf at the moment. Um, well, you know, you you're playing on Monday. Well, obviously, I've got Ooh. the world the world finals. Forget about the actual. Oh. Forget about the people who are winning uh, pro uh, tournaments all over the world. There's a pro am going on. We're all very interested in. Yeah. Well, next next week it's it's an am am. It's just amateurs. So there's no pros where I'm going. But yeah, that's for next week, guys. This. It's not, uh, <laughs> so he, won't even, he, he won't even be on the show. Riled up here. He won't even be on the show Friday oh, next week. He's no, got a lot of concentration. Friday, Friday is final round. So yeah. when I talk to you next week, it'll be go time. So you I will be talking to us. Yeah, yeah, sure. Oh, okay. Oh, okay. I thought you needed the day to clear your mind. Yeah. No, obviously, but I'm a professional okay. and I will be here on the show, albeit dialed Are you sure you want calls. us to be in your mental just before? Totally, guys. Totally. <laughs> Very good. I'm so prepared for this. I really, Very really good. am. Okay. So. Obviously, we know what the Lips Golf Tour is, right? Mm-hmm. So they, the Saudi Saudis. Breakaway League, they basically gave Greg Norman a whole bunch of money. Yeah. And oh. then he, like the Pied Piper, got a whole bunch of other players to come over. And now they want to make this thing as like the biggest thing in golf. And credit to them, they've done a pretty good job. But then again, with so much money, you can do so much. And they've got really big names now. Like mm-hmm. If you go into the go into that Live website, if you're a golf fan, go onto that website and have a look around. It's actually really great what they've got. And they've got proper, proper talent. So these PGA Tour events that are happening across America, they kind of hit and miss now because you'll get like the big swings, like at the, the West Coast swing, we're currently into quite a nice little um, patch as well. So you get big players playing a few of the big events. But the Live thing, when it plays, it's a kind of a big deal. Mm. So... This week, they're unveiling the fact that Anthony Kim is actually joined Live Golf. So Anthony Kim was incredible back in the, in the day. This guy burst onto the scene back when Tiger was still in his pomp, and he was like, <laughs> as you know, in golf, you're a big deal if you'll call you a needle mover. And Anthony Kim was kind of that guy. Okay. He was like this shortish Asian-looking guy, but he gave it a rip, and he was just like a fearless, great golfer. He got down to world number six at one stage. He was really good. Mm-hmm. He was competing in majors. He won a few PGA Tour events. He absolutely dicked Sergio Garcia in one of the Ryder Cup matches when he was playing. This Oak was the real deal. Mm. Then suddenly he had a bunch of injuries and that was it. No one saw him. Mm. He actually disappeared. He hasn't played professional golf for 11 years. What happened to him? Sure. So there's so many little theories and, by aliens? and stories around this. Now I'm, I'm not sure if he's being probed. But so this is like a sort of pre-seed kind of version around this thing. He had like a really bad wrist injury and people were saying that he had an insurance policy that if he couldn't play for a certain amount of time, he'll get paid out a massive lump sum. But this guy is the sixth best golfer in the world. So if he could play, he's going to make big cash anyway. But he, didn't, he just disappeared. No one saw him. He became like this enigma, this like man in the shadows. That is weird. That so, used to happen with our footballers, but usually it's because they got drunk and disappeared to Mpumalanga for like a month. That yes, is very weird. Exactly. Uh, they got kidnapped and all their yeah. you know, angry spousal things. Yes. But the Anthony Kim just kind of disappeared. So now, he, out of the blue, he's just come back. He's on the Live tour, okay? So Live make this whole big announcement that he's coming back and they make this massive promo video and this like, Escalade kind of rolls into this hotel. And this is where golf has a bit of a problem, right? Because it's all about like excellence and all these kind of things. 
Anthony Kim gets out of this car. He looks like a dropped mess. He's got this like ratty hairstyle. He looks like he's been sitting in the dark for 11 years playing video games and smoking dope, which is probably maybe what he's been doing. But he's like out of shape. He looks like shit. He's got this shirt on that says girl dad because that's now his thing. He's a dad. Oh, wow. Like that's not interesting in the slightest. No. And they make all this hype around this guy coming back. It's like... I, I wish him all the best. I really do. But it's just such a non-story. <laughs> am, am I wrong, though, to say, uh, again, I'm, I'm the last guy to kind of come up to all kinds of fancy conclusions around sport. But I think that the Saudis have had an unbelievable, well, let's just say these rich oil countries, let's not just say Saudi, have had an unbelievable impact on sport all over. You think about the football teams we were talking about just now. So many of them are owned by... Oh, and massive funded money. by yeah, massive money know, big oil money from the Middle East. And then you look at Live, and there's so many other ways. I mean, the Qatar World Cup was there. There's so many ways that those countries are affecting mm-hmm. big international sports. When you look at it maybe in 100 years' time through the lens of, of, of history where it's got you know context, I reckon that we're going to say those guys completely revolutionized sport in our lifetimes. We're not seeing it now because we're too close to it. Yeah, to a degree, I would say so. Sport is ever-evolving. You'll get the purists who say, oh, but all that money is just making it bad and all this kind of stuff. But if you look at it, sport sport needs whatever the most money is right now, right? It used to be cigarette advertising. Mm -hmm. Then it's booze advertising. Then it's the big telecoms. Then it's all the crypto companies. Wherever there's like the most money in the world, it falls into sport because sport's exciting. Well, that's why super bets are here. Sport's a jewel, right? So the Saudis are just another sponsor. People can go on about this whole thing about the human rights, whatever, whatever. But they're just another another sponsor, just like Benson and Hedges and Johnny Walker and all these other, like wherever the money is, people are spending money. That's it. And that's what sport is. We can't take it too seriously. And yes, there was the whole Khashoggi incident, which people will still bring back. <laughs> but guys, we're here for entertainment. Anyway, so that's Liv. They're playing in Saudi Arabia this weekend. Anthony Kim's going to be there with his dad bod. Okay. Locally, we've got the SDC Championship at St. Francis Links. Now, the Eastern Cape, of course, isn't the greatest place in this country, but St. Francis Links is tremendous. Yes. It is superb. And it is a co-sanctioned Sunshine Tour event and DP World Tour event. So there'll be a lot of Europeans coming down here. Mm-hmm. Again, great for the economy. It's always so cool. When people come here, they've got to spend money. And then it's actually it's like a really cool little swing here for the, the DP Tour, Sunshine Tour, because next week the Johnson Workwear Open will be at Glendower. So two big events right here. And if you are looking to watch some stuff on the PGA Tour, we've got the Honda Classic, which is a big event. And, of course, the Players' Championships coming up March 14th, and then the Masters is April 11th. There's one more thing I want to throw forward to, and that is, of course, UFC 299 next week. Now, Everyone is still on the high because Drickus is the champion of the middleweight division. Um, you have the bantamweight story coming through here. Sean O'Malley versus Marlon Chido Vera. Now, O'Malley's only got one loss in his entire career. Where basically, he was fighting uh, Chido Vera and then his foot went like dead. They had like a trapped nerve or whatever, so he couldn't stand on it and then he lost. So he mm. actually says he's unbeaten. And Cheeto Vera is like, bitch, I beat you. And now it's at all the marbles at the top here because O'Malley is now the title holder. But it's a really great card from there because we've got Dustin Poirier versus Benoit Saint-Denis. We've got uh, Kevin Holland versus Michael Page, who is this new trailblazing star who's just got into the UFC. Gilbert Burns, he's always great value. He takes on Jack Della Maddalena. Mm-hmm. 
Jack Della. I always fuck this up. Jack Della Madalena. Okay. He's an Australian. I'll take it. And I don't he's know who a you're talking incredible about striker. And then we've got Peter Yang versus Song Yedong. So what? Song Yedong. So there is, yeah, we are getting to that really exciting time where like the, the big things of the first time of the year are happening. And of course, there's Grand Prix as well, if you like a bit of that. And there's Rugby Sevens if you really Walked want to push into the out. locker room a little too early and Song Yadong. <laughs> Song Yadong will be taking on Peter Yan. So yeah, guys, there's a good mix of sports here across various oh, time zones. Good. And uh, I, for one, am hugely excited, All right, well, especially on the golf. Pumlani says, this week I'm betting on Ben. I don't know if we can get odds on you in your tournament, can we? We might be able to. It'd be pretty funny because if, be. if there was huge amounts of money on it. But, it, you know, it's it's amateurs, right? <laughs> a lot of the people who I'm playing against are here for a jaw. Sure. Uh, but it's competitive. But you're taking it serious. Hugely serious. You've been practicing? It's not as much as I'd hoped I, I could, but I've had one day a week of short game practice. Good. So I'm like chipping and putting for like an hour, hour and a half. Mm -hmm. And that's where you rank all your scores. But playing tomorrow at Royal Johannesburg, my last competitive round before that. But you know also how it works is that everything's on handicap, right? So I think a lot of people, not me, go into these tournaments and they play like shit. So their handicap goes high or stays the same. Right. Last week, sorry, two weeks ago, I shot like my personal best on uh -oh. the East course. So, I mean, I'm doing this honestly, like I'm practicing, but I'm also playing so that my handicap is then in relation to where my talents are. Mm. So I've entered two scores since then. So my handicap's gone down by uh -oh. a full stroke index. That's bad for you. You see, you're in South Africa. You have to be dishonest. Yeah, you probably should, but that's just not in my nature. But also like I play on the high felt, right? Golf is easy here. This tournament's at sea level. Mm. George, the weather's always terrible. It's probably going to be raining. So it'll be a big equalizer. I don't know. All I know is I'm going to go there with game face on with all of the pressure of this listenership on my shoulders because yes. I can't go there and Many just people come will be, We will be following you. Color says, by the way, in the comments, Loftus is sold out. I have box tickets. There it's going to be epic. Fantastic. Right, so that's some rugby. And by the way, if you want to go and check out Superbets, you can find all of the things that Ben spoke about. Responsible gambling is what they're all about, though. Strictly no under 18s. Mm -hmm. Winners know when to stop the South African Responsible Gambling Foundation's toll-free counseling hotline 800 006 008, get into some sport. And if you haven't signed up for them yet, go and check it out today. Cliffcentral.com.